Exeter Public School presents The Bell, a podcast run by kids for kids and the big kids at home. So settle in, don't be late, it's time for The, the Bell. Bell. Hi, today we've got the Harrys here on the show. We are 100% the best hosts for sure. You got that right, mate. Yeah. Today we have an amazing lineup. We've got a secret sound at the end, so stay tuned. Really good. Yeah. We also have our daily kids chat. That is super cool. Yeah, it's such a hit. Everybody listens. Yeah. And then we also have a interview with plant scientist Caitlin Dudley. She's a legend. Yeah. We did an interview with her because we were learning about smart farms and it really tied into what we were doing, learning about plants and how sustainable they were. It really did. It was really good. Yeah, 100%. Okay, let's get stuck into the show. Let's do it. Welcome to Would You Rather with Ale. Hi. And Oscar. Hi. And me, Reese. Today we have a special guest with us, Mrs. Hutt. Hi, everyone. Okay, Miss Hutt, would you rather teach primary school students or teach high school students? Uh, well, considering where I am, it's absolutely primary school students. <laughs> <laughs> no brainer. <laughs> Would you rather go back to primary school or high school? Oh, great question. Um, oh, geez, I wish I could do both sometimes, but I did love high school. I think you are going to love high school just as much. Yeah. So I think I'm mm. going to say high school. All okay. my siblings love high school. Yeah, mm. it's fantastic. Okay. Miss Hutt, would you rather teach kindy or year six? Oh, well, they're both amazing, but I do have to say... Oh, geez, this is tricky. Um, and I've done both and I did love both. But I've got to say um, at the moment I'm really enjoying um, you guys and teaching at the upper end of the school because you can do some pretty amazing things. So mm. I'll, I'll stick with you six then. Miss okay. mm. Hutt, would you rather teach in America or Australia? Oh, Australia, without a doubt. The best <laughs> education system in the world. Yeah. Yep. Would you rather have a pet monkey or a pet koala? Oh, jeez. I think monkeys are a bit chaotic, so yeah. <laughs> I might go for a sleepy koala. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> would you rather have $2 million or work at Google? Oh, you know me too well, Oscar, don't you? Hmm. Wow. Oh, can't I have it all? <laughs> Can I have it all? No. <laughs> nope. What do you think I should do? Uh... I would, I would work at Google. I would work at Google, yeah. work at Google, yeah. okay, very cool. <laughs> Miss Hart, would you rather leave the, no, leave the school for a million dollars but you can't leave your house or you would rather stay at school? Oh, I'd rather stay at school, absolutely. <laughs> I love my job. I love coming into school every day and hanging out with you guys. It's the best. Mm. Would you rather work at Apple or work at Samsung? Uh, Apple. Mm. Absolutely Apple. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Would you rather have a pet tine, have pet dinosaur or a giant squid? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Where would I put either of those, Oscar? 
Um, wow. Jeez, what type of dinosaur? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Can't you is it going to eat me? Can't you just rent a farm and then put the animal in there or just make a deep, deep hole for the squid? Maybe it can be at your place, Reese. Can we no. just <laughs> let's do that? The Reese, the octopus or the dino can be at your house, not mine. My brothers would love it. Would they? Yeah, not me. Well, that's it for today. We'll see you on the bell. Thanks for having me, guys. I had so much fun. That's all right. We we did too. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was a great segment, wasn't it, Harry? Yeah, it really was. Okay. We've got this weird segment on capybaras now. What are those? I don't know. I think there's some sort of beaver-looking thing. Uh, okay. Okay, let's get stuck into it. Hey, it's me Heidi and today I have Ella with me and she'll be give, we'll be talking about an animal called a... What, Ella? I think I might have forgotten. Heidi, you're the most forgetful person ever. It's called a capybara. A capy what? A capybara! Girl, Heidi, you're really getting on my nerves now. Did you hit your head today? Uh, I don't think so, but carry on. Thank you. A capybara is an animal that is actually the biggest rodent in the rodent family. Pretty cool, right? Wait, really? Oh, tell us more. All right, all right. They also live in river areas throughout South America, except for Chile. What? Why don't they live in Chile? I mean, you kind of can't live in Chile because you're too big. Heidi, Chile is a country in South America, not the type of chili you can eat, even though you don't want to. Anyways... Capybara's diets consist of grass and fruit. Did you know these capies can eat 6 to 8 kilograms of grass a day? Nuts, right? Nuts, but I thought they eat grass. Hmm, what's a capy? I thought we were talking about capybaras. I'm so confused. Heidi, first of all, capy is a nickname for a capybara. And second of all, nuts is a saying. But I thought, ugh, never mind, keep telling us more. Heidi, you know, we gotta go do something. Wait... Oh, don't tell me no. I'm sorry, Heidi, but all we can that's all we can talk about for today. We really need to learn about capacity. Like I mean really. Oh but No but buts. Fine. To catch you next, next time, time on Cappy Say What? Oh, that's what a capybara was. They're pretty cool animals. Yeah. Okay, now we've got a kids chat with you one. Let's go. Hi, I'm Harry and welcome to... Kids Chat! Here I have Flynn. Hello. Izzy. Hello. Molly. Hi. Layla. Hi. Peter. Hi. And Logan. Hi. So, Flynn, I've heard that you've been doing stories in class. The principal name was Bob and Atticus and Atticus. Cool. I can't wait to read it. What about you, Izzy? Um, I've been doing lots of fun writing and I enjoy doing it. Cool. What about you, Molly? 
My story is about um, a mum and da- mum and baby turtle looking for food one morning, and the t- baby gets lost. Aww. What about you, Layla? Um, I've been doing a story about one little grey kitten. Oh, I love kittens. They're so cute. What about you, Peter? Um, I've been making a story about a cat and a fish being friends. Oh, that won't end well. What about you, Logan? Uh, I did, um, when they went to school, um, they, they did some run things and stuff. Cool. Um, well, that's all we have time for. Time to go back to class. Bye. 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 Thank you, Year One, for the amazing kids chat with Molly, Izzy, Flynn, Logan, Peter and Layla. Now we've got a story with Anna and Ava. today have Ava hi and me Anna we're going to tell you the story of Goldilocks and the three bears in the next few minutes who in the three who's oh my god she's already getting on my nerves did you not hear me I say Goldilocks and the three bears oh right Goldilocks and the three bears you really have no idea do you who are the no ideas I'm lost oh let just let me start the story we haven't started yet Geez, you're really taking your time today. I've been busy explaining. Never mind. Let's just get started. Yay, we're finally starting. It all started when a young girl, Goldilocks, entered the forest. Goldilocks? What kind of name is that? And how old is this girl to be walking alone in the forest? I don't know. Now shush. Shush. What kind of word is shush? Okay, okay. I'll be quiet now. If looks could kill. Ugh, I heard that, you know. She saw a house and entered. Dude, that's trespassing. You promised you would be quiet. I didn't promise. We'll promise now. Promise. She saw three bowls of porridge on a bench. She went up to them and tried the first one. Ah, too hot. She burned her tongue. She tried the second. Ah, brain freeze. Too cold. Ew, cold porridge. You're not the one eating it. Still. Anyway, Goldilocks moved on to the next bowl. Mmm, just right, she sighed. She didn't mean to, but ate it all. She needed to sit down after all of that porridge and went into the living room. She's really making herself at home, huh? Now that I I think about it, she is. Anyway, she sat down on the first chair. Ouch, too hot. She tried the second. I'm sinking. That one was too soft. She tried the last, a small chair. Just right. She leaned into it and it broke. That's my kind of chair. Oh, really? Do you like chairs that break? It broke? Weren't you listening? Of course, of course I was. Sure you were. Anyway, she was startled and felt the need for a lie down. What, she just lies down on the floor and falls asleep? Weirdo. <laughs> no. She walks into the next room and sees three beds side by side. The first one is the biggest. She jumps into it and, ow, it was way too hard. Wait, so let me get this straight. She broke into someone's house, ate all their porridge, broke the chair, broke their chair... And now she's lying down on their beds. Kids, don't do this. Yep. 
That's right. Anyway, we're almost done now, so just let me finish the story. You can ask as many questions as you want at the end. Anywho, she moves on to the next slightly smaller bed. She She hesitates as she sits down, and as she predicted, it was way too soft, and she sunk into the mattress. She finally tried the third, smallest bed. It was more of a cot than a bed, but she managed to fit into it. It was so comfy that she accidentally fell asleep. The pillow was like a fluffy cloud. Ava, wake up, Ava! Uh, Six times six is 24, Miss Hart. No, it isn't. It's actually 36. And I can't believe you just fell asleep during my story. Oh, sorry, I was just thinking about that pillow. Ava, wake up! I can't believe you fell asleep again. Oh, sorry. Anyway, you were saying? While you fell asleep twice, Goldilocks also fell asleep. But she was then rudely awoken by the sound of the door opening. Dun, dun, dun! Who ate the porridge? roared a deep bear-like voice. Then after, who broke my chair? cried a softer but still spine-chilling voice. Anna, I'm scared. And quiet, for once you're not talking. Because if I'm loud, they'll know I'm here. It's just a story, Ava. Yeah, but they still might hear us. Anyway. She could then hear loud footsteps coming onwards towards the bedroom. She tried to hide but got stuck in the cot. The door creaked open. Who messed up my bed? Goldilocks heard an angry voice. And mine as well, came a less scary but still very angry voice. Someone is sleeping in my bed, came a little voice. Goldilocks could see a hairy face peering at her. Ah! Goldilocks had entered a household of bears. Really? I find that unlikely. Shh, I'm almost finished. Goldilocks got chased out of the house screaming, with three vicious angry bears chasing after her. Anna, this is a kid's podcast. If I'm scared, everyone else in the world who's listening will be terrified. I'm the bravest person I know. Um, you don't know many people then. Anyway, but that's the end of the story, so bye, see you next time on Storytime. What, that's the end? That was so boring. Nice story, Anna and Ava. It was really engaging. Yeah. Okay, now let's move on to a segment on dugongs by Eliza and Jojo. Hey, Eliza, are you ready for this? Yeah, but what are we doing, Josephine? You seriously already forgot? You never told me, girl. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, can you tell me now? Um, you're not crazy, but we're doing a dugong. What is a dugong? Um, a dugong is a, a, an animal. A dugong is an animal. That's all you got? Uh, I think I knew that. Uh, yeah. Just kidding. I've got a lot of facts. So dugongs are big sea creatures, also known as a sea cow. Wait, I remember now. I researched this in class. Okay, hit me with it. Ow! That really hurt. I meant hit me with the facts, not actually hit me. Oops, sorry. It's okay, just don't hit me again, please. Well, sorry. Well, I have a good fact. It's about Dugong's diet, okay? So, are you ready? Yes. (laughs) Dugongs are herbivores, feeding exclusively on seagrasses, cropping the leaves and roots by using their broad muzzle to move the food into their mouth. Okay, that is a good fact. I know, right? So good. Wait, I have another fact. 
Dugongs can live up to 70 years old and they can weigh up to 270 kilograms. Cool, right? I know, right? It's so cool. Also, dugongs grow up to 13 feet, which is four metres long. Oh, uh, what? Four metres? What do you mean? Oh, That's my gosh. amazing. Look at the time. I'm going to mess up on my good lunch order. Let's get going, okay? Bye. Bye. Dugongs are a really fascinating animal. So thanks, Lysa Josephine. They sure are a fascinating animal. Okay, now let's move on to Kids Chat with Full Five with Martinez, Evie, Ollie H and Isla. Hi everybody and welcome to Kids Chat. Today I've got Martinez. Hi. Ollie. Hi. And Isla. Hello. Can you, Martinez, can you tell me a little bit about what we're learning in class? Well, we're doing a geography research project. What's that on? We get to pick a country, and I chose Greenland. Nice. Ollie, can you tell me a little bit about what you're learning? So in maths, we're learning something called BODMAS. Oh, yeah? It's where you do, like, an order and stuff, and, like, it's brackets, orders, and then you do, like, times tables and, yeah, all that stuff. Bit tricky. Yeah, it's hard for me. I bet if we work on it, we'll get to do it. Yeah. Isla, can you tell me a bit about what we're learning in class as well? Well, we've been doing some of a smart farm, which is basically a farm controlled by technology. Cool. And when did we do that and how? Uh, so basically a, a mini model. How many? Okay. So basically a mini model. And I'm not quite sure how many weeks ago it was, but it was really fun to create and... We had to make it, like, realistic. Nice. And finally, for me, I've been working on my persuasive text. So basically pick an animal and research about it and pick Canva or Google Docs or something. And then we put all of our research onto that and create it into a slide or something and present it to the class. Thank you. That's all we have today on... Kids chat. Bye. Bye. Thanks for five. You're sure doing some interesting stuff in class. You really are. Okay, now let's move on to what's big in the playground with Evie and Ava. Hi everyone, and welcome to what's, what's big, big in the, the playground. playground. So Evie, what have you been doing lately? Well, I don't know about you, but a lot of people have been doing skipping, soccer, cricket, and even French skipping. In the morning, my back hurts so much from dodging all those bands and ropes. <laughs> yeah, the collar is pretty crowded with all the ropes at the moment. Sometimes, I can't keep track of them. Oh my goodness, can you believe that crackjack is out and skipping is in? It's so bizarre. I can't believe it, actually. It's like one minute it's in and the next it's not. I bet you it'll be the same with skipping. Speaking of skipping, another craze is French skipping. Uh-huh. Bonjour, mademoiselle. What else has been happening? Well, what about the ball games? It's hard to keep track of all the soccer. And when you're finally in the clear, there's cricket games. And let me tell you, that's intense. So what are some games that the Tiny Tots have been playing at round of school? A lot of kids are playing in the truck track, sandpit and even the fort. So busy as well as our new Survivor Club with our amazing Nikki tying up our rope swings. Sounds like a bit of a theme's going on. Oh no, look at the time, Ava. It's about to go. You're right. I didn't even see the time. Well, that's all we have time for today, folks, on What's, What's Big in the Playground. playground. Uh-huh. That was really interesting, Evie and Ava. 
Okay, now let's move on to Kids Chat with 3-4. Hi everyone, today we're doing a Kids, Kids Chat. Chat. I'm Jenna and we're 3-4 and I'm here with Paloma. Hi. Ariana. Hi. And Tom. Hi. Firstly, what I'd be doing is a who, what, where and when story. Wow, Jenna, what has it been about? Somehow someone told me to do it with Shrek giving us all free money. Paloma, what do you want to share? That we've been doing animal research projects in class. What animal are you doing? The leafy sea dragon. Wait, we have dragons? No, they're seahorses with their fins shaped like leaves. Wow, that sounds cool. I better look them up. Ariana, what do you want to share? We've been reading the Iron Man and there's a little boy called Hoggeth who's friends with the Iron Man and there's an angel dragon the size of Australia. Wow. Tom, what do you want to share? We've been making early Christmas crafts and we've so far we've made stars and angels. Have you had any trouble? Um, they look hard but they're kind of easy. Okay, that's the end of our session. We're going to have to go. Bye. Thanks, 3-4. You're sure, sure learning some amazing stuff in class with Miss Perkins. And now for the segment you've all been waiting for. Caitlin Dudley, the plant scientist from Queensland. Okay, let's go. Let's get into it. Hi, everyone. Today, Ava... Hi. And I are here on the bell with yet another interview. There are so many interesting people in the world. A special mention to ourludo.com, which is an amazing science website that supports the teaching and learning of science concepts through really fun games and activities. Thanks so much to ourludo for facilitating this interview with plant scientist and PhD student Caitlin Dudley. Remember to check out some of their awesome games to help kids learn all about different aspects of science at www.arludo.com. You know what? I will remember to check them out. There's a link in the episode notes to access their site and if that doesn't work for any reason, just search Arludo or arludo.com and click their site. The games are really fun, by the way. I'm so excited to introduce our most special guest, guest PhD and plant scientist Caitlin Dudley. She's studying at the University of Queensland, researching all about the evolution and diversity of flowering control. Sounds complicated. It is. But in simpler terms, she's using science and technology to figure out how we can make flowering crops stronger and produce a higher yield in the face of climate change. So let's say hi. Hi, Caitlin. Hi. Um, can you tell us more about your job and what a typical day would look like for you? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a PhD student at the University of Queensland. So that's my main job, but I also work as a student. And a typical day in my life would be I have plant experiments in glass houses and control group rooms. So I get to work with those, taking lots of different measurements and looking at how they flower and behave. And then I have a lot of desk work as well. So I do what we call modelling, which is using genetic information from plants to try and figure out what's going on and what's making them behave the way they do. Yeah, cool. What kind of plant do you focus on and why that sort of plant? Why that plant? Yeah, that's a great question. So I specifically work on a legume 
or a sort of bean plant called mungbean. And it's a grain crop that's not super popular in Australia, but it's very big in Southeast Asia. And I like legumes because they're a really important crop. They give us lots of protein and they're good for the environment. So I'm quite interested in focusing on how we can improve them and making agriculture in Australia better with legumes. Are they a kind of common plant that you could like buy at the supermarket? Well, you can buy the seeds or the beans in really big packets at the supermarket, particularly in the um, bean section or continental foods like Indian sections. They have lots of dried mung bean. But if you wanted to buy it to grow, you'd probably have to go to a one of those agricultural distributors or outlets where they sell big bags of it. Mm, wow, okay. Um, plants can communicate to each other, correct? Yes, they can. And how would they do that? So this, they actually have quite a fun name for it. It's called the World Wood Web. <laughs> so plants can communicate to each other with the roots. Under the soil, they have these really big root systems and they interact with microbes and this can send signals to other plants to tell about uh, water content or nutrients. And they can also signal to each other via chemicals in the leaves. So say if a plant's getting attacked by a bug, they put these chemicals out and other plants can detect them, which you can actually probably experience if you've ever mowed the lawn (laughs) and you get that really nice fresh smell. Yeah. That's actually plants telling each other there's danger. Really? Yeah. Why does it smell so good then? Well, it smells very good to us, but I guess they just want to make it a really strong smell so the other plants can perceive it. Right, okay. Writing that down. Yeah. On the Zoom that we went on together, you mentioned Australian native substitutes for common plants and foods. Can you tell... Can you tell our listeners and us a little bit about them? It was really interesting yeah. and we think our listeners would like to hear. Yeah, definitely. So it is a really interesting thing. So I guess in Australia, we've got lots and lots of plants we grow for food that have come from different countries all around the world, like wheat and barley and then tomato and lettuce. But we've actually had plants that have grown on our continent in Australia for thousands and thousands of years. So they're much better suited to our climate. And for example, like if you think about for a salad, we might have lots of lettuce or spinach. But we have a native plant that's native to Australia and New Zealand called Warrigal Greens. And it's really tasty and it's got lots of good vitamins. And then other examples are like fruits. We've got Davidson plum or rosella or chocolate pudding fruit. And a lot of them grow in rainforests and really densely packed environments. And they're actually even better for us as people because they provide nutrients and habitat for a lot of our native animals. Mm. And then we have some really beautiful botanicals like lemon myrtle. Yeah, that's I, it smells really good. We were doing a, um, yeah. a practice for this and I actually had to Google what lemon myrtle was. My oh, family, really? My family is so old-fashioned or something. Like, yeah. We don't do anything native. We're very boring. Um, no, no, not at all. I think it's all, there's just so much to learn. So it's very exciting. Is there a substitute for like a different type, like the different types of fruit? Like you have fruit, but then you have like... Bananas. (laughs) Yeah, bananas. And then you have like 
a mandarin or something and they're two like totally different fruits yeah well i guess a good substitute would be so you mentioned mandarins and a lot of people really like citrus fruits or our oranges and limes they give us lots of vitamin c and they're very tasty yeah but we have a very cool fruit from australia called a finger lime which is very long but it's a bit like that yeah yeah i love finger limes i'm like obsessed with them Oh, yeah, me too. They are very nice. Yeah. Again, I've never heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You'll have to have to try them out. <laughs> yeah. Um, why did you choose to be a plant scientist? Like, have you always wanted to be one or? Yeah, that's a great question. I always liked science and biology. My family would always take us on hikes and in the outdoors and I always thought plants and animals were interesting but I didn't really think it was a job until I got to university mm-hmm. when I was in high school I wanted to do medicine or engineering but I wasn't really sure so I went to uni and did a science degree and I got to do some different subjects like how you get to do in school yeah and one of them was plant science and to me it was just so interesting there was a lot that you could do with pathology or botany, looking at different types of plants. And that's when I knew I just wanted to study it more. Yeah, that does sound really interesting. Before you knew you wanted to be a plant scientist, was there another job you were like, I'm going to do this, I really want to do this? Yeah, um, I think I did want to be a doctor because I kind of wanted to work with people or I kind of liked diseases. I found them a bit interesting, which sounds strange. But just studying things which aren't well understood, it intrigued me. And I get that yeah. with plant science. Yeah, and you have, like, diseases with plants as well, so... Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of diseases with plants. Best of both yeah. worlds. Um, <laughs> yes. Speaking <laughs> of other jobs, you're on the Arludo app. You're listed as a biologist. Can you please tell yes. us what exactly a biologist is? Yeah, definitely. Well, a biologist is an awesome job because you could study so many things. You could study animals, plants, humans, different things with humans. But essentially you study life and how life works and what controls it. So, you know, we've got animals or humans and then we're made up of tiny little cells. You can study how they work. And how they work in the environment as well. So there's lots of different parts to being a biologist. So really everything. <laughs> yes, biologists like to say we study everything. <laughs> yeah. What surprising things have you learnt and or found out while doing a job? Oh, that's a really good question. I think surprising things I've learnt would be how much plants are involved in everything. Mm-hmm. Like if you think about how animals and humans or evolved when animals came onto land right at the start of when they were evolving they were able to do that because plants put more oxygen into the atmosphere yeah and then a lot of our medicines come from plants and all this stuff that's just crazy yeah yeah so not many people think about it but plants actually evolved as much as like humans and animals Oh, yeah, definitely. And they've evolved to exist in so many different environments, which is what I find very cool, like in the bottom of the ocean or on the side of a volcano. Yeah, and plants can adapt really well, right? 
Yeah, exactly. And that's why they're so awesome to study because we want to try and figure out how we can use those adaptions to improve agriculture. Yeah. Did you say they could live on volcanoes? Yes, some plants can live on the side of volcanoes. That's so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. When you see the photos, there's just rocks and nothing else. And then these tiny little plants with really bright red, oh. red berries. Oh, cool. So yeah. they can, like, withstand the heat, like, the heat and, like, steam and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're quite temperature tolerant. Yeah, okay. Better than me. <laughs> um, how long have you had this job? That's a good question. So I've been a PhD student for almost two years now. And prior to that, I worked as a assistant scientist in another lab, so just doing some work with them. And before that, I was a student at university and just had, I guess, your typical side jobs. Okay. Can you tell us what the difference, is there a difference between a student at university and a PhD student, or am I just standing down? No, no, that's a really good question. So there's lots of different kinds of students at a university. If you come out of school and you want to do study at a university, you'll typically be called an undergraduate student or that's just a student pursuing that sort of first level, which is called a bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. And that's a great qualification and that's what most people get and then they go into the workforce. Mm -hmm. But sometimes if you want to do more research, you can do a extra little degree called a master's or an honours. And then after that is a PhD. Oh, okay. Do you, did you do um, the master or the honour? Yeah, I did the honours. So yeah. in Australia, we're pretty lucky. You don't have to do a master's before you go into a PhD. Yeah. You can do honours, which is about eight months of research work. Okay. All right. So was that fun? It was super fun. I wasn't planning on doing a PhD. But I did this honours and I did lots of really fun research working on garden peas. Yeah. And that made me realise I wanted to do more research and do a PhD. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Anna's going to say that I always ask this question, but I think it's a valid question. She does. Um, if you could go back in time and tell yourself something about your future job and your future in general, what would it be and why? Oh, that's a great question um, and definitely very valid. I think if I could go back, I probably would tell myself that plant science is interesting. I spent a lot of time in undergrad trying to pursue medicine and it didn't fit quite right. And it wasn't until I did that plant subject that I was like, actually, this is what I want to do. So I tell myself to be a bit more open. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So instead of trying to make yourself like something sort of expanded to things that you actually like? Yeah, definitely. And I think that's great advice to students in high school or any stage, really. It's like, study what you enjoy and it's so much easier. Yeah. If you hadn't told yourself that, um, what would you, what do you think you would be doing now? Like, what job? Yeah, I think if I kept pushing that direction and tried to make it work, I don't know if I would be a doctor studying medicine, but I probably would be working in a human medical research lab. Yeah, okay. So you went, yeah. So you would have gone back to what you wanted to do, like, in the first place? Yeah, probably, but I think there's interesting things in any avenue, so probably still would have enjoyed it there, but 
plant science feels better for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's the relationship between plants' DNA and climate change? Oh, cool. That's an awesome question. So plants, like all living organisms, we've got a set of instructions, which is basically DNA. Mm -hmm. And that tells us all how to grow. And some of that DNA can have little hidden pieces, which don't come out unless it's in a certain environment. So if you take a plant to a different environment, it won't grow the same as in its first environment. So we can look at that DNA and try and find different things and how they might be better suited to hotter, drier climates. So yeah, you're trying to like change the plant's DNA so that it can survive. Because I know, I'm pretty sure global warming and climate change are the same thing. So they can survive yes. when it gets hotter. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least trying to understand the DNA because... A lot of plants, they might have a lot of DNA and we don't really know what that means. Okay. So if we can study it and understand why a plant looks the way it does, that can help us understand how to help them better as well. Okay. Yeah, okay. This is a bit random, but can a plant's DNA change if, like, the climate changes? Like I love that question. That is not random at all. And, yes, it can. So, okay. you know how in colder places, sometimes plants will not hibernate, but they'll drop their leaves? Yeah. We call it, they go through a thing called vernalization. Mm-hmm. And that can actually change a plant's DNA. Okay. okay. So, yeah. Um, now, are you ready for a bit of fun? Oh, yes, always. Okay. We have a rapid-fire rundown set up. Are you Ooh, ready for cool. the challenge? I am. I'm ready. Okay. We're going to give you some random questions and we would love to hear your immediate response. No hesitation. All right, great. <laughs> Question one, your favourite movie? Favourite movie? Oh, at the moment, I think it's actually Princess and the Frog. That's very random. <laughs> <laughs> okay, interesting. Question two, yeah. what was your favourite sport growing up? Oh, my favourite sport was dancing. Dancing? Yeah, do you still like dancing? Yep. Yes, I actually work at a gym teaching dance-type fitness classes. Oh, okay. It's kind of... Yeah. I not expect that from a plant scientist. Very in, random. In a, in a good way. In a good way. Yeah. I mean. Okay. <laughs> um, question three. Your fave actor or actress? Oh, favourite actor or actress. Um, oh, that's good. Who would it be? I really like... Um, maybe... Ooh, I can't. It's <laughs> my mind's going blank for actors and actors. Maybe Audrey Hepburn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, question number. Question number four. Favorite parent. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> do you have pets? Favorite parent. Do you have pets? I do have pets. Names? I have an orange cat called Wilbur. Very cute and very funny. Yeah, I love orange cats. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Okay, um, question five. What is something new that you've learnt recently? Oh, something new I've learnt recently? So there's a really cool plant that lives 
in a South American desert and it's about a thousand years old and it only has two leaves. Oh. The two leaves for the whole thousand years, yeah. But wow. Um, is it like a big plant or a small plant? It's kind of very flat. It lives in a desert, so it's very slow growing. And yeah. I think that's why it just has these two leaves. Okay. All right, so it can't like get enough energy to, to grow, grow more. more so it just decides to make the ones it has bigger. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. exactly right. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Now it's your turn. If there's anything Ooh. you would like to ask us, then fire away. We will not hesitate. Okay. What is your favourite subject? Probably English. Um, science. Oh, nice. Yeah, English is fun. Yeah. I and like science, is, science is always cool. What do you like to do outside of school? Um, I like doing sport and reading. Yeah, um, I love reading as well, but I like riding my horse. That oh, cool. What's your horse's name? Um, her name's Pudding. Mine's Monty. Oh. Oh, they're such great names. Yeah. All right. What's something fun you've both learnt recently? A fun fact or something interesting? Um, I learnt that a quok, not a quokka, um, a bandicoot, mm-hmm. um, uh, can only live to, usually live to two to four years in the wild. Oh, wow. Gosh, that's shorter than I expected. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I don't know what I learned. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a hard question when you bring it up. Yeah. Um, Tell me about that. <laughs> or a fun movie you watched lately. Oh, a fun movie? Uh, I haven't, like, watched any movies lately. You're very boring. <laughs> <laughs> Too busy with school, huh? Yeah. Um, I learned about your job. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. It was very interesting. Oh, I'm glad to hear. It is very interesting. It's very fun. Yeah. Oh, my God. I almost forgot our signature question. So, drum roll, please. Pineapple on pizza? Yay or nay? <laughs> that is a very good and controversial question. I don't know if I might get backlash for this, but I'm a yay. Yay! I like pineapple on pizza. Yeah. We're so yay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great, great. I'm glad we're all in the same camp. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us here today, Caitlin. We've learned so much about your... Yeah. We've learned so much about your job, and I have to say I'm inspired to be a plant biologist, so thank you. Totally. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. It was such a fun interview. I learned a heap about your job, and I bet this will be a big hit for listeners. I thought it was really interesting how many native substitutes there were. Yeah, that was that was really interesting. But I was intrigued about like the whole like the climate change thing and how the plant's DNA can actually change with the different climate. Yeah, that was really interesting. Yeah, so thank you again for being here today. Sadly though, we don't have all day. Um and we have to get back to class. So plants can if plants can communicate, how would they say goodbye? Hmm. I wonder. I guess they would maybe really dramatically wave their leaves. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. You can't tell we're waving. <laughs> that was an amazing interview. Thanks, Caitlin.
Okay, now let's move on to the this. thing you've all been waiting for. Get out your pens, get out your paper. It's time for The, the Secret, Secret Sound. Sound. All right, guys, this is the segment we've all been waiting for. Secret Sound. Sure is, Matt. Before we play the sound, though, we should probably go through the rules, hey? Probably should, shouldn't we? Yep. All right, when you submit your guest to us, you have to email us at exeterpublic at gmail.com. Again, that's exeterpublic at gmail.com. When you send through your guests, you need to give us your name, age and location. Remember that, guys. All right, what do you say, mate? Let's play that sound. Jeez, that was tough, wasn't it? Yeah. Let's play it again. That was really tough. I wonder what that was. Uh, but I reckon one of our listeners would be able to get it. Remember yes. to send us through your details. There's got to be someone out there somewhere. Yep. All, All right, right, guys, don't forget to submit your guests. Email us at exeterpublic at gmail.com. Good luck, guys. That was sure a tough secret sound, wasn't it, Harry? It really was, Harry. I don't think I'm ever going to guess it. Me either. Imagine if I actually get it right. That'd be crazy. I think my favourite part of the episode was Kids Chat With You One. Yeah, that was really good. My favourite part was probably the interview with Kate and Dudley. That was really interesting. I liked it. It really was. Okay, now it's time to wrap it up. Thank you for listening on The The Bell. Bell.